Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of As Told by Sarah. I am your host, Sarah. Now, today I have the most special ever in the history of As Told by Sarah episode because it is going to be a little bit different. I am not going to be going through my books or talking about my affirmations. We are going to dive right in to this amazing interview with Philip Falcone. I am just so excited. We're going to dive right in. Here we go. Okay. Hello, everyone. I have an amazing Riverside with me. I'm not going to introduce him. I'm going to let him introduce himself because I think you're just such a good public speaker. I think you're going to do better than I can. Well, so, <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> well, hi there. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Philip Falcone. I am a candidate for Riverside City Council in the first district, so Ward 1, the downtown, boop, the Riverside, side, the Wood Streets. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so happy that you have invited me to come chat with you. Yes. And I'm always so excited to be involved with things like this. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming here. So when did you find yourself in Riverside? When were you planted here? Yeah. So well, my family, actually, we moved to Riverside about 15 years ago. We, we okay. moved from New Orleans, Louisiana. Gosh. After Hurricane Katrina. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> so, there, yeah, there's a story there. But... Um, so what, you know, what ultimately happened is we did have some family members that lived out here in Riverside because mm-hmm. so many people will ask me, you know, you're from New Orleans originally. How did you come across yeah. Riverside? You know, did you go to Los Angeles first, then to Riverside? And I say, no, uh, Riverside was the first place we came to. What happened was, is yes, we lived in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The hurricane was approaching. Um, at the time, we did not know the um, intensity. This was Hurricane yeah. Katrina. So roughly 2005. And so we evacuated to Texas. Um, again, not knowing the intensity of the storm. Um, I have long, right now. <laughs> long story short, um, it, it did, you know, mm-hmm. cause this immense, immense damage to the area, and we unfortunately lost everything. Oh uh, we had five days worth of clothing in our in our suitcases because, you know, when you're a native of predominantly the South, but specifically Louisiana, New Orleans mm-hmm. area. You know, hurricanes are such a frequent part of life, and we're really seeing this right now yeah. all across the country. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, such a frequent part of life. And so you pack up for a little bit, you evacuate. And you go and back then, home. Yep, and then and you go back home. And see you, what happens. And you yeah. do what you need to do. Sometimes you may have a little bit of damage, maybe yeah. some window issues. But this was something that we hadn't seen in a while, and so unfortunately we did. We, we lost everything. And so I had an aunt and an uncle that lived out here mm-hmm. in, uh, in Riverside. And uh, my parents said, you know what, we don't want, at the time, you know, we were all, me and my Two, my two sisters, we were mm-hmm. um, a young age. My parents decided they didn't want to go through a life where we're constantly having to worry about oh, yeah. destruction from a hurricane. And so we moved out here and the immense amount of outpouring and love and support that came from the Riverside community, I think really touches on to what so many people say, residents mm-hmm. of Riverside, oh, natives yeah. of Riverside, this strong sense of community. hundred percent. And so, um, it really instilled, I think, in my family, but specifically myself, on the importance of giving back, mm-hmm. the importance of giving back so much um, from a service standpoint, mm-hmm. from uh, so much gratitude to this city oh, that yeah. gave so much to my family. And um, and it's kind of all history ever oh, since. Oh, 100%. Comes, but, it, but it really, though, when it comes to overcoming um, a real big life challenge like mm-hmm. that, uh, it really instills in you the, the value of relationships and bonds and that 
objects are strictly objects mm-hmm. and that you can lose everything and come okay. out stronger and yeah. and you know and i can say that i'm so thankful for what happened to my family because it did bring me to riverside 100%. it brought me to well, this shaped place. you into yeah. this person that you are now because yeah, without that that's that's a huge challenge to overcome I never knew that about you. That's amazing. Why well, tell people it's not it's not too publicized, oh, yeah. you know. I'm, I mean, of course, <laughs> you're like, by the way, yeah. yeah, it doesn't usually come up in conversation, but I, I do tell people it does. Um, you know, and of course, never to diminish the experiences of other people, but it does show that there are some life experiences that I, whether it's fortunately or unfortunately, yeah. have experienced 100%. that that add so much and have created me into the person I am today. So you have yes. to be thankful for those things 100%. And, and move on. You know. So coming from place where there's tons of hurricanes, were yeah. you scared about earthquakes coming <laughs> over here? No, you know, people always... Because <laughs> people I talk to who are from like other yeah. states, they ask me about earthquakes and I'm like, that is nothing I even think about. Well, I think it, it sh- maybe it has some insight into, uh, I may be a little crazy. I love earthquakes. <laughs> I, I mean, of course, really? no, but that's of course the ones that don't do oh, yeah, extreme exactly. damage. I'm talking about the little ones that just give oh, us yeah. that we just the kinda, little jolts. We shake, yeah. rattle and roll around here. Oh, totally. But um, no, the, the, the thing with hurricanes is I think you know that it's coming mm-hmm. and so it builds up this fear. It builds yep. up this, um, you know, this anticipation. hundred percent. With earthquakes, it happens, and you know that way you're, you're not living, at least in my in opinion, fear. you're not living in fear, 100%. knowing that it's coming. Mm-hmm. That may be true with earthquakes. Some yeah, people argue I agree. That may be true, but I think it's a little bit different. So I think I have the same. I went to Cal State San Bernardino, uh-huh. and that is built on a fault line. <laughs> and I went to, I took a class all about earthquakes, and I don't think I've ever been more at ease listening to the professor mm-hmm. talk about them. I'm like, yes, they can cause a lot of damage, but it's like you just fall with the punches. You can't yeah. live life in fear. Um, Okay, so where did you go to school? So, uh, you know, I've been so fortunate where I have gone through all, like I'm saying, coming mm-hmm. to Riverside as a, as, a, as a young child, so fortunate to go through all Riverside schools, mm-hmm. Notre Dame High School, Riverside Community College, yeah. University of California, Riverside, um, studying a broad range <laughs> of things, but predominantly sociology with a, uh, an emphasis on gender studies, um, art history, oh, so much of that here me. in Riverside. That's what I started my oh, really? being an art oh, history major. Awesome. I yeah. love art history. But then I got to like my end of my freshman year and I'm like, realistically, what yeah, can I, I do? I'm like, okay, I don't come for money. I can't get dad to fund my art gallery. Yeah. Like I just can't. Well, there's so much, there's so much, I know. Do, especially in Riverside, well, but 100%. I know it's, it's yes. difficult though. It's sometimes it's yeah. an uphill battle, but I mean, really so much of my art history background mm-hmm. has opened so many doors in the realm of river and the realm of historic oh, preservation yeah. in Riverside. Yes. And see, I wish now that I would have kind of went with it and mm-hmm. did something I truly loved because I ended up getting a degree in human resource management mm-hmm. and now I'm doing real estate. So I'm like, <laughs> well, everybody, um, some of the people I talk to, they tell me, you know, I'm in politics now and I'm I was a fashion merchandising major <laughs> or whatever it may be. And so that's why when I tell people, I say, well, yeah, my, you know, mm-hmm. my field of study has always been, you know, sociology, yeah. art history, um, yeah. the, the differences of, of, of gender and people in society. But that, that's in my so opinion, helpful. I know, I think that's helpful when it yes, comes to politics because it teaches helpful. you about how people yes. are and how a society is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and the importance of being a lifelong learner too. Oh gosh, right? so, I love learning. <laughs> have to always yes. be willing to, I mean, I so frequently am taking uh, some kind of, whether it's a community course or workshop mm-hmm. or something. Right now I'm in the Eleanor Jean Greer Leadership Academy, <laughs> which is put on by the Fair Housing Council mm-hmm. and the Rivers African American Historical Society. And um, and it's just always being willing to yep. keep learning and 100%. stuff. You know, I wish I had more time so I could dive into 
more stuff, but I still am kind of able to feed my love of learning mm-hmm. with some of these cool community classes I agree. and organizations. I, agree. I think I learn more from people's history, personal history, experiences yeah. or stories. I love that, which is a lot about what this podcast is, is learning from people yeah. and their journey and their experience in Riverside. Because we are just like a community of small business owners, mm-hmm. community of people who have like passions and they're truly living their passions. Mm-hmm. And that's just a story that's not told enough, you know? 100%. So, yes. Okay. So, you interned for the mayor. Yes, I did. So did I. So, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I did. I interned for the mayor for probably about nine months at my end of Cal State San Bernardino. Um, so, tell us about your time at the mayor's office. Okay. And there's so many misconceptions. We'll go into those, yeah. but tell us about your time. <laughs> well, really, I, when I look back on, you know, really my, more my short professional career, but the, working for the mayor mm-hmm. and being really at the decision making table and mm-hmm. so many important, um, times for yes. our city uh, was probably what has been the most fulfilling for me so far. You know, it was almost, it was about two and a half, three years that I was um, active in city government, working for the mayor, doing different things. Um, I had so many different opportunities and roles, even, you know, beginning as an intern, mm-hmm. I was interning for the chief of staff um, at the time, and then an opportunity I opened. I love her. <laughs> She's amazing. We have so many wonderful Riversiders that are oh really at the forefront. And oh, yeah. Dr. Cheryl Marie Hansberger is one of them. <laughs> incredible but um she's but, one of my sorority sisters actually I know she's yeah. told me yeah. in the past, there's, there's so many of you all around I know, I so know. Many people. Mm-hmm. um but no other opportunities opened up in the mayor's office uh under the international relations officer mm-hmm. who um dr lala dacharya who has been really th- through with with mayor loveridge now with mayor bailey and really has a strong sense and grasp of international relations when mm-hmm. it comes to our sister cities we have oh, nine yeah. sister cities around the globe and so i was fortunate to work with that and that brought up the innovation district when it came to economic development and i just when i think about my time you know interning and then and then working for uh, for dr acharya in mayor bailey's office just so many you know, real cornerstone issues that we're facing today, like homelessness, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, when it came to the public utility rate increase, the mm-hmm. new main library, so many things that really came to fruition in the last year or so, or came to a head in some cases yeah. in the last year or so, were things that I can look back on and say, oh my gosh, I remember when this was just, you know, a little seed. Yeah. yeah. And especially the homeless, the yeah, housing totally. first initiative and things like that. But um, no, I, 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 the experience working for Mayor Bailey was phenomenal. I cannot say enough. Um, wonderful things about our mayor and touching back to what I initially started with was that having the opportunity to be every Monday morning our staff meetings being around this decision-making table mayor Bailey is the type of person that really welcomes all viewpoints Mm -hmm. Um, and I can say that confidently because I was one of those people that was as an intern welcome to come sit at the really the big boys table you could argue and um, and being so welcoming and really asking Uh, myself and other interns or people on the staff that were millennials or whatnot, Mm -hmm. asking them their opinion and and really putting a value in what they have to say as real people that are living in this community. And I I can't say enough good things about that because it really allowed me to see firsthand so many awesome um, instances that really let his his leadership shine. Yes, I know. And I think that the thing I learned the most there is everyone is so down to earth. Mm -hmm. Everyone is so humble and just kind and accepting it was such a good environment to grow in Mm -hmm. and just really feel valued 
And being an HR major, that's one of the things that they emphasize the most yeah. about your employees or your interns. You have to make people feel valued. And I, it was just amazing. When it was such a small staff too. So yeah. really the mayor's office, I would, I mean, when you add in interns and other, uh, whether it's part-time staff or whatnot, mm -hmm. I would say it's usually around 10 people. Yep. And that's a, in comparison to other city departments, so small. Yes. And it's, it has pros and cons, but a major pro mm -hmm. is that um, you really have the strong bond. I mean, yep. I there are so many people really on the entire seventh floor of City Hall when it comes to our city clerk's office, the city council office, mm -hmm. the city management, city mayor. I mean, so many people that I can still, I consider my close friends yep. that really I think have been influential people in my life. And it, it just, what a phenomenal Agreed. experience. Agreed. And I think that people would ask me, which is like a huge misconception, I think, to the mayor's office in general. They would ask me, so does the mayor just like sit in his office all day and write, <laughs> like answer emails? I'm like, you should see his schedule. Like this poor guy, he is up at 5 a.m. Yeah. at events and he's not getting home till like 9 p.m. some nights. Like 100%. Every single day. Like these are the most hardworking people in our community. So these are, it's true. It's true public servants. I mean, when I, when I go, when, you know, when I was in my time in the mayor's office and I was out on a couple of occasions, I was fortunate to talk to some classes um, with another fellow staff person from the mayor's office. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the mayor's schedule because really mm -hmm. the, the talk, it was kind of a career day type talk. Yeah. We were saying, what is the role of the mayor in Riverside? And I mean, I always argue Mayor Bailey is 100% not strictly a ceremonial mayor. Mm -mm. Mayor Bailey is at the forefront of every mm -hmm. major policy decision in this city. And I think yep. when you have a city like Riverside, 330 plus thousand people, mm -hmm. you 100% have to be at the forefront yes. of these decisions. You can't just be standing no. there signing certificates. No. Because we we yearn for and need that leadership and Mayor Bailey and Mayor Loveridge and so many mayors previously have really mm -hmm. tried to grow that role yeah. and understanding that they have to be more than just yeah. ribbon cutters 100%. and certificate holders. Yep, and they're not so, just kissing babies. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll do that too, but that's definitely <laughs> yeah. not their That role. is not their but, number no, one and role. He, he 100% is not answering um, emails all day long and sit in his office. He's out in the community. I mean, that the staff's role was to be those mm -hmm. those connections between the community and the mayor. Oh, and the yeah. mayor was out there, um, again, at you know, at the forefront of all these important mm -hmm. community events. And so, but yeah, when people do say, you know, does he just sit in his office yes. all day? Do people the ask you do? And you're like, people did. I don't get that much yeah. anymore. But people <laughs> did, and I, you know, respect. I would. Yeah, I was so desperately wanted to laugh just yeah. because it's so. Um, yeah, well, it's so different from the Mayor yeah. Bailey that I know in the role yep. that, that he does. And so um, now I would just say, oh, no, you know, some some days I'm sure he wishes that he, it could be that mm -hmm. simple. But again, when you have a city of our size, you can't be no. doing that. And so I he agree. leads by example, you know. That's pretty crazy. So you, what is the proper terminology? So you're running for council. What is it? Council member, man. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> well, the issue is it's it's different every city. Yeah. Too. So, like, so when I'm talking to some of my friends that maybe they are active politi politically in Corona or mm -hmm. Redlands or whatnot, it's different in every city. So in the city of Riverside, mm -hmm. it is of course our city council. We have seven wards. Yes. Other places usually districts or areas. Yes. And really every level of government, for instance, the county supervisor, mm -hmm. um, the uh, state assembly, it's, it could be districts, areas, it's all a different terminology and it gets confusing for people, but it's once you grasp it, it's, it's simple. Seven wards, <laughs> um, I'm running for the first of the seven, number one, 
And uh, it, again, it is the downtown, the north side, yes. the Wood Streets, Hunter Industrial Park. It's a fairly large area. It is very large. And, um, and so, yeah, so city council member, you know. City council member. Yep, that's okay. that's you. <laughs> I was like, one. what is oh, the yeah. terminology? I'm like typing this out. <laughs> okay, so tell us about what sparked your interest to run. I mean, it sounds like you've always had this want and need to be a leader in the community and to really give back to those who have helped you. But what made you, cause this is a, it's a role. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, well, one of our friends, I mean, we all, many of the people in the wishes at least know, of course, Ava Yakutis. Eva Yakutis. I love her. And one, one thing when I was talking to Eva uh, several months ago, when I was talking about, you know, my candidacy and things like that. And, you know, yes, I've always had this need and this desire to give back to the community, but one could argue, well, you can easily do that in mm -hmm. many different forms. It doesn't mean that you have to be an elected official to make a difference in your community. Yeah. And and Ava and I were having that discussion, and that's 100% true. So you don't have to be an elected official to make a difference in your community. Yeah. There's different ways to do that. So my yearning to give back could have taken many shapes. But um, the last October, so October of 2017, I was um, at uh, a luncheon in a forum that the Riverside Ch Greater Chambers of, uh, of Commerce put on, and it was for a United States Senator that came to Riverside, and we were doing kind of this forum and, and talking about you know, different topics that were going on in, in the state and, and on the federal level. And we had an opportunity to submit uh, questions to the senator, mm -hmm. and they were. It was about 350 people there, so it was a pretty. It was at the convention center, so it was kind of mm -hmm. a big, big event. Seeing everyone, you know, write down a question, submit it to um, one of the staff members, and they'll go to the moderator and the speaker and all that, and they'll decide on uh, some questions. Yeah. So, but I'm thinking, you know, there's 250 what are the people. What is I know. The chance, right? Yeah. So, yeah. What, but what I so I decided to write something. I wasn't go going to again because it was 350 people, and I think they're going to get so many, probably have the same questions yeah. too. We always usually have this. Um, pool you know, of the yeah, same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's predominantly people that are active in Riverside politics mm -hmm. and Riverside business. A lot of us have similar concerns or, or needs. But anyway, so I wrote down to the United States Senator what um, what they have to say to young people, you know, what they yeah. have to say to millennials that Yes, I are... love asking that question <laughs> to people. Well, sometimes it stumps yes. them a little bit because yes. it does take them back because you do have a lot of people that um, – are not always sure what to say to millennials or what to say to young people. And, but anyway, so I wrote down that question thinking for sure it's not gonna get chosen because to some extent it can be controversial in that you may not want to go into a whole yeah, the, realm. The, the realm of, of age and yeah. demographics. And, and especially like millennials. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we'll kinda, we, yeah we do sometimes have some unfortunate uh, uh, baggage, I would say for lack of a better term that comes with us, but we'll, no. yeah, we'll definitely get to that. <laughs> I'm more than willing to talk about that. Um, but no, so I started with the question, submitted it, and mm -hmm. you know, we continued on with our luncheon and everything. And at the end, um, the uh, the moderator was Jack B. Clark Jr. So I mean, oh, we wow. all know Jack Clark is a uh, and his father, of course, big Riverside oh, yeah. um, family and and very important to our community. But anyway, so they. Um, uh, Jack Clark came out and said they only had time for three questions and of however many they received, I don't know if they received all 350, but of however many they received, they chose three. Um, and so they dove right in. Well, I was fortunate where my question was the first of three that was chosen. Wow. And so I said, oh, that's going to be. Did you just like, we're like. <gasps> well, I was, sitting, I was sitting at a table. I, I, it was table 22. I remember <laughs> because I was like, oh, when I got my card, I said table 22. They got me way in the back. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we were one of the last tables in the back and I by circumstance was was seated with some of my uh, former colleagues and friends from the community yeah. foundation and um and so when he started reading 
I looked over at my friends. I said, oh my gosh, that's my question. They said, how did we know that that was going to be your question? So, you know, um, so Jack asked, you know, what do you have to say to, mm -hmm. uh, to young people and millennials that want to be involved? And, and the senator really kind of, I think, uh, hit the nail on the head and mm -hmm. said, what I say to young people is really get involved with the communities in which you live, know your communities, know the people that live in your neighborhood and your city. She goes, and then what you have to do is you have to get out there and run for something. She said, start at the local level, though. Mm -hmm. So that may be the uh, school board, that may be the League of Women Voters, that may be um, the city council. Yeah. <laughs> and so again, this was October 2017. I was contemplating um, a run for city council. And it sounds cliche, but when I heard that, though, I thought, you know what, I'm not mm -hmm. one that kind of is, will easily be swayed by um, someone out saying something. But when I heard that, though, it ultimately solidified a lot of mm -hmm. things that I had been contemplating. Yeah. So I took the next couple months to think it over a little bit more. And then come January of this year, January 2018, um, I decided to run and I said, you know what? Our senator was right that young people do need to get involved. They yeah. are an act, they need to be, first of all, vote an active role in our democracy, have an active role in our democracy. But voting and being engaged uh, civically and politically is really not enough when you also, you need that representation in our legislature, mm -hmm. in our elected bodies. And, um, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to throw my hat in. I'm going to do it too, because, um, you know, we really are, Riverside was named the number one place in 2017 that, mm -hmm. that millennials are moving yep. to. So then I we said, need we need rep rep yes. representation. So I said, you know what, I'm we going to do needs. it. We have needs. So that's really what spurred it. That's kind of the, that's really the feel good story that I tell people. That is amazing. It was kind of like this aha moment. A hundred percent. So that's kind of what I usually will, will tell people wow. is what was the crux to really get all this yeah, going. Exactly. Well, that's an incredible story. Okay. So what do you think, what are some misconceptions do you think people have about you? Um, because I feel it too. In mm -hmm. my business, I think that a lot of people look for real estate advice and just overall, I don't even know how to explain it, but they look for an older male woman who has 30 years experience but with the changing market i feel like they can't offer clients what i can mm -hmm. what people i can and so i think common misconception is she's too young to help me and they dismiss often. me they, they dismiss mm -hmm. me often okay and so i just what are some misconceptions that people have about you, you? know I, I do relate to us to a similar thing and what i often tell people and you know i i have immense respect for everyone of every of walk of life because yeah. we all have so many different um, life experiences mm -hmm. and so much different, um, you know, knowledge of different things. Yeah. What I do say though is what we have to be careful as on a broader, you know, societal mm -hmm. sense that somewhere along the line we have, and, and maybe wrongly, and maybe in some cases rightly, associated um, age with wisdom and youth with um, lack of. Whatever you may see. <laughs> yeah. And um, and again, that may be true in some instances, mm -hmm. and that may not be true in some instances, but I know for, I can only speak on my specific experiences. And with my um, experiences, I often tell people, you know, I am very proud of the work that I have done, the experience I have gained, even at a young age. Yeah. Um, as a millennial, as a young person involved in politics, I'm more than happy to compare my resume or compare my life experiences mm -hmm. or professional experiences to really anyone else just because 
it, it shows that as a millennial, as a young person, I am not just defined by that. You know, I am not someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, yeah. has a lack of knowledge of politics, yeah. has a lack of knowledge of Riverside. Um, so that, but then how do you combat that? Mm -hmm. Well, the way you combat that, and a lot of what the Senator said is you really have to know your community. So I guess yeah. similar with you, you have to know your market oh, yeah. and you have to know what's so going on. So if I know more there. than any, <laughs> I know I don't know more than anyone, but it's just constantly learning. Well, and you have to work harder. And sometimes yes. it's good though, too. What I have noticed is that it does give you a motivation oh, sometimes. Yeah. You mean not necessarily you, but on a broader He's talking sense. talking to me. <laughs> no, it does. Um, uh, because I, I feel the same way that it, it, it forces me to mm -hmm. work harder, which is a good thing. Um, but it really, so, so what I've done is then over the last, well, for sure the not the last 10 months that I've decided, you know, on the course of this campaign really, but even before that, when mm -hmm. I just wanted to be at the political table and just prove that I knew what I was talking about yeah. and that, um, I'm not kind of the assumption that people will oftentimes think of millennials. So what I did was I, went head on and got involved with as many community groups, neighborhood groups, organizations mm -hmm. I could possibly do, and then research, research, research all the time, mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to Riverside history, because oh, yeah. you have so many Riversiders that have lived here for generations. Um, and they, much like myself, while I have not lived here for generations, we all have a strong sense of place, a strong sense of this is our home mm -hmm. and our story, as I say in a lot of my campaign material and on my website and other places, that we have a unique history in Riverside mm -hmm. and we have to more uh, effectively and more accurately convey that unique history. Yeah. And Agreed. so you have to know, but to convey it, you have to know it. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just, I went again, head on yep. and tackling all of these issues and really to understand them. And a lot of times too, what my you know, friend and mentor of one of the first people I spoke to when I decided to run, Rose Mays, who is a Riverside icon in mm -hmm. her own right, um, says that may mean that sometimes you're just at a meeting and you're sitting back and you're listening. Yep. Because I 100% understand that I do not know the answer to everything. Yep. I um, cannot give an answer that everybody will always love and support every single time yep. because that's just not who we are nope. as humans. Nope. But a lot of times it's sitting back and willing to listen. Yes. And I'm hoping that with all of those tools that that allows millennials and young people mm -hmm. in all walks of life, all professions to really combat um, some misconceptions and a lot of times stereotypes that are um, assumed about us or thought about us that may not always be true. Yep. But on the flip side, I do have to say as a disclaimer, <laughs> there will be and they're always just like any demographic or any um, person there will be a few bad apples yeah. that ruin the batch, exactly. you know, in there. And that's why sometimes when I, it, it's unfortunate. And again, it goes to a lot of women in politics. It goes to um, people of underrepresented communities in politics. Mm -hmm. They unfortunately, young people in politics, they unfortunately do have a heavier burden because a lot of times they are more scrutinized mm -hmm. just because they are really the trailblazers in getting involved in politics. You know, we have a lack of young people in politics. And so the few young people that are out there, everyone is watching them as if they're under a microscope. 100%. And so you may have um, a couple elected officials that, you know, congratulations for getting to that role because it is important, but maybe they do, you know, uh, mix something up here yeah. and, and, and do a wrong step here or there, and maybe that they're not fit for elected office. But I say, don't let their, whether it's poor decisions mm -hmm. or, you know, lack of qualifications or whatever, don't let that idea 
spread onto and, and portray all young people yeah. and all young people in politics because it may not be true. I agree. hundred percent. Amazing. Amazingly said. Okay. So what kind of changes are you excited to bring forth? The weirdest probably question. I'm sure people ask you that, but um, what are you excited for? If elected. Yeah. So really what I'm most excited for in, of course, specifically Ward mm -hmm. 1, downtown the Wood Streets, we are really on the cusp of so much change, mm -hmm. so much development. And that's even something I do want to get into development specifically in a moment here. But, um, you know, there's just so many things happening. And I, and I often run into people that say, you know, I walk around downtown and I can't keep up with yeah. all the changes that are happening. And it, that's that, that's a really good thing. I mean, we look at things like the Food Lab, um, the Cheech, which is coming, uh, other projects that are similar that really are changing the whole, demo, I mean, Imperial Hardware loss, yeah. really changing the whole demographic of downtown. Yeah. And you know, when, when I speak with uh, former city council people and, and former mayor Loveridge and other people, they talk about how really in a short time span, and, and many of us can remember, and, and I'm sure other people that have that have been in Riverside for generations can educate me more in that downtown Riverside has changed so rapid, mm -hmm. so much, so rapidly. Mm -hmm. And um, and so what I'm most excited for though is really this um, evolution and this explosion of arts and culture in our downtown. Yay. We've been, I mean, this has really been a thing that's been coming, I would argue since 2005, if not sooner, when it comes to this arts and culture corridor. Yep. Um, I'm very involved with the different museums in downtown, specifically yep. the Metropolitan Museum. But I mean, when we look at something like the Cheech, this is going to change downtown Riverside, but really Riverside as we know it, yep. if not the region or, and even, I mean, you can keep, you can keep going from region more. to state. To <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just keeps growing because it is so unique and it is so different. And so what I'm um, most excited about are those specific changes, changes but it comes with a, a caveat. The caveat is, Development is all fine and dandy if it makes sense in the area and the neighborhood that it's being placed. Mm -hmm. So um, a concern that I've had, and I've voiced it many times in many different arenas and platforms, is that we cannot develop and change just for the sake of development yeah. and change. It needs to really make sense. And so I think that um, the food lab, it made sense. Mm -hmm. uh, the Cheech, in my opinion, makes, makes sense. sense. But there are some projects that maybe um, have not made sense over the course of the last several years or even farther back than that, or ones that may still be coming down the pike that we have not seen just yet. Yep. And it, a lot of this is specific for the North side. Um, and without going to get into too much detail, it just comes down to, you have to know the history mm -hmm. and the makeup of those neighborhoods and really the, the fabric of what makes that community, oh, that yeah. neighborhood home to those people or to those businesses. Oh yeah. And um, so I'm excited for the changes. I'm excited for the development. I'm excited for um, all of us to be able to tell our story in a, yeah. in a more succinct and accurate um, way. But it comes with um, you know, consideration and carefulness because we have to do it right. Mm -hmm. And um, when you look at things like the, the renovation of the Metropolitan Museum, um, like the Cheech and the Food Lab being completed and Imperial Harbor being completed and now the Stalder project starting. We are at what many of my friends and colleagues say, really at a point in Riverside that is once in a generation, if not more than that. We have so many unique opportunities. How many times can, will we be able to say in the near future that we were given X amount of dollars to do a, a complete overhaul of our 
uh, city-owned and operated museum. Mm -hmm. That's not going to come around mm -hmm. once every five years, 10 nope. years, maybe more than that. And so we really have to make sure that we're doing it right yep. and that we're being careful and being, a, and, and being strategic and everything. Taking the steps. Yes. I so that's, those more. are some of the many things I'm excited for. We're really, we're, we're on the cusp of so many awesome yeah. opportunities and potential. Great. Well, I feel like you touched on a lot of the questions I wanted to ask you. <laughs> um, so let's jump into our fun questions. Okay. okay. So what are some things or something that people don't know about you? Like me, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd, and I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> like I have a cloak and wand at home. I think I saw you in a Slytherin yes. sweatshirt once, so I, I may have had a, an idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think in people of our generation, too, of course, I mean, in many generations, you mm -hmm. have to, I think, you have to love Harry Potter and, yes. and things like that. Really. So I'm a big Harry Potter fan. But, well, and, you know, when I was thinking about this, it's kind of difficult because I'm such an open book, which yeah. is a good thing. But something I, I do tell people, I am a very, um, let's say, passionate and adamant estate sale thrift really? store yard yeah. sale junkie. So you will see me, and I think I even may have told you, yeah. I was so, one time I parked and I jumped out of the car and I ran out of state. <laughs> so I came back and I had a parking ticket because it was street sweeping day. Oh, <laughs> you gotta watch for those street God. sweeper signs. But um, what do you look for? Well, I, I collect Riverside stuff. Oh, oh what I know how wow. cliche, but um, so, and so because we have, mm -hmm. again, it goes back to this Riverside being a generational city. Yep. Um, so many people that have, over the year, you know, when the Mission Inn was closed, when the mm -hmm. Mission Inn reopened, um, even as far back as the Carnegie Library before our current main library, different little pieces of Riverside history, whether it was something as simple as um, a brochure from the Mission Inn yeah. from 1963, so cool. or something as recent as a brick from the Stalder building was that when they were doing, I mean, yeah. not the Stalder, the uh, Imperial Hardware, yeah. Stalder soon, but Imperial Hardware. There are so many cool little things, and I am determined. <laughs> I'm so determined to collect every piece of Riverside memorabilia and artifact that's out there. I have made friends with all of the estate sale yes. um, company owners in our, in our city. <laughs> and, like, I am your guy. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I'll say, oh, we stashed some for you back here. That you is know? so awesome. And Has anybody else approached them, like collecting Riverside stuff? Oh, they're, they're starting to get out there more and more. Okay. But what, what I've done, though, is I have made friends with them. Because you keep your friends close, <laughs> your enemies so closer. No. <laughs> yeah. no, but um, they they well, they know that I'm looking for that stuff, too. Yeah. And so whether we trade things, I have one friend in, in particular that um, – to be a docent at the mission in and now now he's a, um, a high school uh, government teacher but um we kind of we've traded things yeah. if he see th sees things he'll pick it up um but what i'm so bad about is even if i see it if i ha see something at a sale or thrift store or mm -hmm. whatever that i already have i buy a second or third <laughs> copy because i yes. say i, I want to have all I the copies <laughs> oh my gosh so there's a little bit of greediness that comes so in there awesome. but you know what yeah, I'm a huge thrifter. I like mm. thrifting, but I just don't have, I'm the most impatient person in oh, the whole really? entire world. Truly. Like I'm just immediate kind of girl. Mm -hmm. So I think searching for stuff isn't my thing, but I do appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not a rummager. Yeah. I want it already pretty and clean out. That is my idea of thrifting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I love they, it. They, so many of these stores, they see me like, oh, here he comes. They know, but you know, and I, it's unfortunate I don't have enough free time to do it. Which well, now maybe, that I know, I can look up <laughs> stuff for you. Well, I may be fortunate because my bank account is thanking me yes. for that. But um, no, and it's a good way to support um, local businesses. Yep. And also, I tell people, you know, 
supporting thrift stores and garage sales and estate sales, <laughs> things like that, it's good for the environment. <laughs> it's not being, it's you know, not, it's yeah. reusing. It's reusing. Things, you know? It's so like recycling. I'm, I'm You're a little way of recycling. Yeah. Okay. If you could grow up in any era, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Well, it's tricky because I, I think without knowing it, many of us are so attached to technology uh -huh. that we don't even realize that we could not survive in another no. era. But then I've also, I've always had um, a, a kind of a, a, a sense in my mind of love towards like the, the 1960s yeah. era. There's good yeah. and bad that comes with that era, yeah, but I, I kind of like the idea of what would have been at one point in time, a simpler time. I, I long for a time mm -hmm. where I, don't have to worry about um, emails and social yep. media and you know I, I joke with some and I'm not the most technology technologically savvy person mm -hmm. um, so I joke with some of my friends I say I I would much I'll take a typewriter any day <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that typewriter over uh, a brand new Mac any day yes. just because I, I just it was it's just like appreciate well, so much simpler and just you know I I've been seeing so many of these instances of people it'll be like it'll show a picture of a crowd and you'll have um young people people of all generations but then the young people always are holding up their phone yes. and recording taking pictures of yes. everything and you have other people of other generations that are just standing there and living in the moment yes and i so desperately want to be like that yep. and i try to be like that but then the, the hard part is especially in politics, mm -hmm. if you're not every moment like saying where you are and putting on social yep. media and taking pictures, it's almost like, well, if it was not on social media, it didn't, it happen. didn't happen. And mm -hmm. it's unfortunate because I want to be able to live yep. in the moment and not have to yes. worry about, oh, we have to, you know, um, take a picture and we have to post it on this social media. So I do kind yep. of wish for uh, an oh, era. Yeah. I mean, I know it wasn't, technology is fairly new. Um, so there are many eras I could go to, but I feel like the, the idea of the 1960s when it came to, um, from a political standpoint, a lot of shifts and changes mm -hmm. that really defined our country, yeah. a lot of advancements. So I would I kind agree. of like that. And I, I always, <laughs> as many people that see me know that I value uh, professionalism and I value people. Um, you, you know, you always dress for the role that you want. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think when you look at shows like like Mad Men and other shows from I the 60s. I love Mad Men. They, there was a sense of, you know, you you know, there's nothing wrong with being a, going around in a suit all day, every no. day, because you dress for the role that you yep. want. A hundred percent. So I'm kind yeah, of, I'm kind of like, I watch it three times. <laughs> I like it. There's some things in there that I don't so much agree <laughs> with because it does show some of the, the poor qualities of that era. But, but still, but, it's, uh, you know, I take, the overall yes, idea, you I take think the, good, bad, the and business ugly side yep. of it is so awesome. Yep. Yeah. I, I really do agree with you. I go to concerts a lot. I'm a huge concert goer. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was in college, I think I was kind of centered around, I'm going to check in here. I'm checking in there. I wanted everyone to know what I was doing or else I didn't do it. And I've shifted my beliefs so much. I think for my business, I'm extremely active on social media. But as my personal life, I can't wait to shut it off. Like mm -hmm. when, you know, at night when I'm just like at home, I put away my phone. I don't even like to look at it. Concerts. I actually am there. I don't take videos of concerts. Because let me tell you, I used to be that girl that did take videos mm -hmm. of concerts. I never looked at them again. And I'm like, do I even remember? When <laughs> well, you're watching, watching the concert. My yes, phone. That's just what I was going to say. Like, you're watching come? this through your phone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it's kind of a, yeah, I'm trying to change more of that. And again, it goes back to with politics, it's difficult to do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just, I think. I care so much more about that that personal interaction. Yep. So I much 100%. rather, you know, it's like 
Now, I do know, don't get me wrong, I do love an email because it does show, of course, you know, it's a, it's a good, nice paper trail and everything, and mm -hmm. that's a good way to keep track of business. So that's sometimes better than, you know, whether it's meeting with someone in person or over the phone. I, I see the, the good and bad yeah, with, both, with all of them. But I really think it's so important to have that personal interaction, and we're losing so much yep. of it, you know, and it's... Amen. So the people out there, they're hearing two young people that are saying technology is <laughs> yeah, not the right? end-all be-all. But be I all. think that we are kind of going through this weird shift, and it's not even weird, it's just a shift. I think people are starting to appreciate nostalgia, mm -hmm. and they want to go back to those times. I mean, the 90s fashion is back. Yeah. It is oh, back. It, it is. is back and out there, right? And I'm like, I lived through the. I've 90s. never stopped listening to '90s music. So. I love, I love so, alternative '90s yep. music. That is definitely something that I love. So like, I'm all about maybe it. Maybe people so. are catching up with so us. So I think maybe. we're going like back. I'm like, then it's going to be '80s and then '70s, and then we'll get to the '50s well, and yeah. '60s. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so if you could have dinner one night with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Well, this might be touching back to our last question. What, for, I'm going to do one of each. So a person that is that is no longer on this earth, probably JFK. Yeah, um, incredible. Because, again, it goes back to a lot of, well, just an interesting point in politics. I'm just such a, I eat, sleep, live, breathe politics. Yeah. And I try to, either, either that or historic preservation. It's always mm -hmm. one or the other. But um, so, so I think JFK from a standpoint of really this point, um, of what was really unrest in America yep. and change, and um, what an interesting story there. So oh, I would yeah. love, love Agreed. that. But then when it comes to someone alive, I was really I was thinking about this, and it's like you know what? I'll try to get away from the, the politics stuff just because I don't want to bore everybody with being all the politics. <laughs> so I was saying, well, maybe just because someone who, when it comes to, just gives me joy in life, yeah. maybe Betty White or someone like oh, that that's yeah. just funny and joyful yeah. and just has so much knowledge oh, of just you know life. Decade. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I would say for because I can't think of anybody else right now. So maybe I would say just someone who has so many stories and yeah. I and I do love a, a good 1970s game show. Yeah. And that's what, that was <laughs> Betty White's forte. I so love I'm gonna. That. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break, but when okay. we come back, we're going to play my favorite game ever, Would You Rather. Okay, Would You Rather, my favorite game in the whole entire world. Okay. We're just going to jump into this. Okay, Would You Rather lick the pole in a subway car or have five strangers on the subway car lick your arm? Lick the pole on the subway Me car. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and people think I'm a freak for saying that. They're yeah. like, how could you do that? I'm like, I just am not a... Well, a, I, well I guess I won't explain, <laughs> but just in short, I'm, I am a... I do... Germaphobe. I mean, yeah, I'm not as OCD as someone like Howie Mandel or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not... But then also, you never know who yes. the people are and what they... <laughs> I've been on a subway before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you rather stay your current age or be 10 years older? Oh, the only thing about being 10 years older is you now you lose 10, 10 years, years of your life. I know. Yeah, well, I guess I'll say stay my age mm -hmm. just because I don't want to have to lose that that 10 years yeah. of growth and knowledge yes, and all that. You know, I but, know. So I, I guess I'll stay mine. Okay. What about, did you, we'll you let say you. Yours? I think I would okay. stay too. People okay. say they would rather be 10 years older, but I'm like, this, I, you can't relive this. Yeah. You know, I am the age that I am. It just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? <laughs> well, I feel like I already I shout I as it is. Um, Me too. <laughs> probably shout, just shout. because, especially yeah. Well, you want you really want to make your opinion heard, <laughs> and I'm good at that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a horrible whisper. I yeah, cannot whisper, but also it's when you come from I, I come from a big Italian family. Mm -hmm. um, 
if you you know when you when have we to shout to be heard. Well, yeah, my dad's one of my dad's one of nine, so oh, there's yeah. there's a lot of a lot of noise around yeah. the, the Christmas dinner table. Oh so, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, we like to shout. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Same thing. Okay, would you rather be super strong or super fast? Probably super fast, just so you can get more things done. <laughs> I'm, and I'm always kind of on a, as, in a rush yeah. as it is because there are so many awesome opportunities here. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, probably you want to get as much done yeah. as, as possible. Yeah. What do you think? I think that I would rather be super strong. I just don't know. I do a lot of hiking, so oh, I, I like I see, see the big rocks. I just want to know what's underneath well, them sometimes. Well, it's, is, it, is it super – it's strength physically and emotionally? I don't see, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably getting too technical because I have a tendency to do that. But yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, sure, both. I'll, I'll stick with the speed. You can be whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Would you rather um, stay, be given the opportunity to do one week in a foreign country, vacation one week in a foreign country, or four weeks somewhere in our own nation? Oh wow, that's a good one. I'm probably mm, one week in a foreign country. Okay. Because Where would you I. Go? Barcelona, 100. percent I, you know, I, I, I said if I didn't want to get involved in politics, I was going to. I wanted to move to Spain and do, and teach English classes to oh, students in Spain awesome. and do all that. It's not end up panning out that way, but hey, who knows? There's still <laughs> yeah, many exactly. years many ahead, years to ahead of you. But yeah, definitely Spain. Awesome. I don't know. I think there's so many places I want to see in my own nation that I could travel, but I really want to go to Ireland. Mm -hmm. I want it to rain on me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just had a friend that got yeah. back and she was showing me pictures, and it's just like with no filters or anything yep. and just this beautiful she was there for a couple months and it was amazing. Oh, incredible that's just my overall dream okay would you rather be the best player on the team that always loses or the worst <laughs> player on the team that always wins Ooh, and you could even there's some i feel like there's some layer yeah there's some layer that. meanings i um, couldn't tell you what they are but <laughs> i would probably say the, the the best player on the team that loses just because well, winning isn't everything. I mean, that's the, that's the, yeah. the cliche, of course, that people say. But also, I think it's so important to you know be able to show that you are a contender and you have you have what it takes mm -hmm. to to be a, a strong you know fighter or team player, whatever yeah. it may be in whatever arena. But yeah, probably so. And just because, and so many of us, I'm sure, can attest to that. You know, a lot of times the losses are what teaches you the most. And yeah. so you may be this, the best player on the losing team, but after you lose enough times maybe the tide will change i don't know so yeah. yeah exactly okay so would you rather have bright blue teeth or bright blue hair well with me i, I have this this curly head of hair so be a, a big curly blue hair maybe maybe the blue hair hair because I, yeah. you could dye it yeah. but then i was thinking the flip side is if you have blue teeth well you could whiten <laughs> So I, I don't know, but I'm going to go with the blue hair because, well, you can always shave it off. Too. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> See, I think I don't think the blue teeth would go with my shouting because yeah, I picked the shouting. True, so. that is true. And I, I, have to, I smile a lot, so there will be a lot, of blue, a lot of blue Big teeth smiler. pictures. Big yeah. smiler. Okay, would you rather be given $1,000 or $10,000 to the charity of your choice? Ten thousand dollars to the charity, just because there are so many awesome causes in Riverside, and also, I mean, you have whether it's a thousand to yourself, mm -hmm. or I say, you know, yeah. pick up a few extra hours at work. Or I, I know, don't know. I know. And I versus know. the ten thousand to a charity that can really make a big impact. Yes. I mean, I've done a lot of work with nonprofits in Riverside that it really opens your eyes to mm -hmm. all the awesome work that is being done in this city, oh, yeah. and so many instances where there's just not the funding, whether it is because of the region that we're in, oh, or yeah. there's just so many awesome causes. 
is, there just never seems to be enough money for those causes. So I say $10,000 and I could maybe I split it up to a couple of yes. groups. And as, I mean, you could probably say the same thing, but I sit on numerous boards mm -hmm. and I'm presented, many nonprofits present to us. And I swear I have a heart for every single one of yep. them. I, I think I go away. So it's just, there's so much. If you guys go out and get involved, if you're listening to this, just go out and try to make a difference, find your passion. And if you have any questions, I or you can yep. connect them. I would say email yeah. us, call us just because yes. there are, I mean, easily I can, I, I tell people, um, especially, you know, college students or other, other young people that say yeah. that they want to be involved, but they just don't know the opportunities. And it mm -hmm. makes me want to laugh just because not, not a no. question, but just that there are just so, so many. many opportunities yes. in this city. And 100%. I mean, you don't even ha you don't have to be an expert in a given field mm -mm. to offer a helping hand and be involved, no. you know? And so there are so many opportunities. So yes, Agreed. I always encourage people to get out there and get involved. Agreed. Agreed. Well, that's a wonderful note to end on. Yes. Thank you so, so much <laughs> Thank you. for coming on. I am so excited for you. I'm excited to see what the future holds. Um, you have my vote on record. So <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm really it. excited for you. So thank you again for coming. Thank you so much for having wonderful. me. Thank you so much to Philip Falcone for really stopping by and talking to us about just his life. I think I have a better understanding of what kind of person he is, who he is, what he does. And I am so excited for this political race and to see what amazing things the future holds for him. If you guys have any questions or just want to chat it up, go ahead and call me. I do have a few things though the fiesta is going to be this sunday you will see me down there at the fiesta i am so excited please say hi if you stop by and see me until next time i'm your host sarah bye